Welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. I first met Cade from SpinFX & Co. when we had a coaching session earlier in the year, just before coronavirus became a thing. Welcome, Kate. Thank you for joining me here. I'm super excited to have you as one of my first guests on the podcast. Your brand, SpinFX & Co., is only a couple of years old um, and obviously it's something that's, you know, been progressing quite a lot in the last year or so. So I'm just excited to talk to you and um, find out a little bit more about you and hopefully you can shed some light on your journey and you know how you started and and what you've done along the way so can you um set us up and just maybe just tell me a little bit about you and your background um you know before Spinovex and Co started uh yeah well thanks for having me Mel I'm very excited to be on your podcast this is a first for me so um it's it's um very exciting Exciting. Um, uh, so background background on me, um, oh, just a rural North Queenslander, grew up in a small town, left high school with no real goal, uh, just kind of went working on properties around my hometown um, and went contract mastering. Yep. Where was it that you grew up? Sorry, what, what town? Uh, Chiligo um, in North Queensland. Okay, yeah. And then you spent a bit of time in WA, is that right? Yeah, so uh, contract took us into Northern Territory, my husband and I, and then um, we started up our contracting business um, and that took us over to W as well. Uh, and then we, yeah, we were over in WA for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, before we moved back to Queensland. Yeah. And now I read your story um, on Instagram the other day, your your startup, sort of the, the very first initial startup of Spinifex & Co. And, yeah, you are a very good storyteller and I love reading all about your stories on there as well. Can you just give us a little insight as to what that was, um, you know, that you mentioned the other day when you were on Instagram? Um, well, that was, yeah, that where it all began. We were, um, it was the first year we had started our contracting business. I'd had, uh, sorry, it was the second we started our contracting business. Um, I had a two-year-old or not quite two-year-old boy and, um, and a freshly born baby boy. Uh, so they were very close together and, uh, that kind of meant that I couldn't go out and, um, you know, do the physical work that I that I was used to doing and yep. um, be with the crew and all of that kind of thing. So I was um, a bit isolated back at camp. Um, you know, we just kind of had our setup in the middle of paddocks, so we just had 
uh, our caravan and um, like a portable kitchen um, that we used to just take around with us job to job. Uh, so we were we were parked in the middle of paddock in the East Pilbara at the time and um, yeah, two little boys running around and I was doing all the cooking and the um, washing the clothes and you know, groceries and all of that kind of stuff yep. uh, for our contracting business. And I just kind of felt like I'd lost lost the one thing that I, um, you know, that I knew. That was the only thing that I knew. It was yeah. all that I'd been doing since I left school. Um, so like a lot of new mums do, I kind of just yeah. listening to myself a bit more of um, yeah, just trying to trying to about- regain something back for myself, I suppose, and that's yeah. how it all started. Yeah. Well, first of all, maybe just let us know exactly, yeah, what it is, what Spinifex & Co is. Um, so Spinifex & Co is a um, fashion shop for rural women. They are my main target. Um, it just, you know, I design and stock uh, just high-quality, very simple um, basics very basic but um, holiday gear that people could get online and, um, you know, with lots of – so my reason for starting it was um, I, I had always been very creative. We grew up – we grew up very creative um, family and I just kind of started drawing and that's that's what came out. I, um, I was always a – terrible shopper I hated shopping I hated walking around and I'd find myself walking around a shopping center all day and walking out with nothing because so yeah fussy you know nothing was plain enough but nothing was you know there was just I could never find anything that I really liked so yeah. um yeah I don't know I guess I thought just and clearly you're probably a bit of a, I really liked you're probably a bit of an online shopper as well being being isolated or being you know used to um being in the outback a bit more without easy access to a lot of yeah definitely well I actually to be honest I was a big offer it was um you know there was always such a variety that you could find an op shop you could find a nice dress for the races or you could find yeah you know I was a big op shopper um I didn't like spending a lot of money but now, even nowadays, I just don't like shopping at all. I don't like walking yeah. around a shopping centre. So I definitely do online for anything that I can't get local around yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And so, with your with your first range, how did you actually get started? So you started with drawing. Um, then, where did you go from there? Like, what were your first steps or first stages that you you know implemented to to get the brand off off the ground? Yeah, so I started drawing and then um, I just started looking for pieces that I really liked or the pieces that I had, um, you know, shirts that I had, whatever um, I'd use for reference, you know, I like that arm length, that arm length is really great. I like the collar on that, on this one though. And so that's kind of, kind of what I'd done. I, um... I just went to the top manufacturer in Australia. She was in Sydney um, and she had her own in-house pattern maker and, you know, grain system and sample making and all of that kind of stuff. So 
Um, I went with her and that was that was how my first release got done. Yep. And did you create your own website or how did you get that? Was that something that you had skills in? Definitely not. I didn't have a <laughs> skill in, in anything that I'm doing now. The only thing that I could probably credit to myself was being creative. That's about it. The rest of it I have uh, absolutely stumbled my way through and Googled my way through finding out everything yep. else. Um, yeah, I create, I do my website. You outsource that first, um, yeah, the pattern making and the sample making. And then did you, do you, do you make manufacture in Australia or was it um, made overseas then after you had that first sample? So the first lot of clothes were made in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since I've grown and um, just, oh, it was just taking a long time to get anything done. Um, with business that I was using, you know, up to six yep. months just to get a sample and I just couldn't progress at all um, with that. So I started looking elsewhere and I tried to do other Australian manufacturers and the lead time was just, no, mm-hmm. there was, I just couldn't get into anywhere. Um, so that was a big bump in the road and um, I just started chatting to other people about what they were doing and. I got onto a really good um, pattern maker. She's in Sydney. She just works for herself. Um, she works for big companies, but she is great. She knows her stuff. She knows what she's doing. She knows yep. that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just send her <laughs> drawings and designs and things that I like, and yep. she puts them all together for me, which is really great. That um, is amazing. But yeah, and then we ended up going with a small family-run business over in China now. So yep. that's how we get all of our yep. stuff made now. Yeah, and with your um. So yeah, I guess some of the the biggest hurdles, as you say, like that, obviously finding that that the right manufacturer at the start, um, you know, t- finding out someone who's you know who, as you said, you've got a small factory, so someone who's got you know good values or ethical or and can do the numbers that you're doing too. Was that anything that you had an issue with at the start? Like, did you start mm-hmm. smaller and and you know work your way up to different volume, or where did you go for it with that? Um, no, I jumped in. To um, so this is the little family um, company that I use. Um, they are a minimum order quantity of 100 pieces per style per color, mm-hmm. um, and that's thing that I dove into. It's not a lot, but it was you know it was a lot for me to start out with. Yeah, ordering absolutely. 100. Yeah. Um, Without that backup of knowing, no, I haven't progressed yeah. from there. I. And I don't plan to. I plan to stick with much rather keep it small quantities and keep the quality there. And, um, yeah, no, I'm really happy with how it's all rolling along as it is. Yeah. And with your um, offering, what I've noticed as well, yeah, you've obviously, you know, you're finding a style that works and then you either are doing it in new fabrics or, or editing it slightly and having different options around the sort of same theme. So is that sort of, you know, testing out what your market is you know wanting as well yeah yeah definitely um it's it's a tricky one and one of the hardest things I've probably learned is um 
although it's common sense, everybody has such a different body shape, you know, and as much as I'd like to be able to please everyone, dress everybody <laughs> equally, it's just possible, you know, like I was yeah. bending over backwards trying to, trying to design stuff that would suit every single type of body type and I was just mm-hmm. so stuck because I just couldn't do it. Um, so, yeah, I am just kind of, you know, um, yeah, putting things out there in different lengths and seeing how that goes. And, um, yeah, I get a lot of feedback. I ask for a lot of feedback. Um, yeah, so I yeah, saw your latest um, on social media where, yeah, you're, you're polling people about different fabrics, different colourways, um, you know, if they're interested in certain styles. And do you get good response from that? Yeah, I do. I do, which is... Um, Really great because I am a terrible decision maker and when there's many <laughs> decisions to be made, it's a lot easier when the customer tells me what they actually want. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And just in terms of who you're actually, you know, you mentioned it previously, you, you, who you're targeting and who your customer is. And I guess that's a big part of um, what, you know, how you've you've done well so far is because you really do know who your customer is. Can you tell us a bit about, who your who your target customer is and why they would want this these items or your your, your range? Yeah, so I target rural women. Um, I I was you know I'm lucky enough to live a bit closer to town, but still we're six days out of our closest um, you know major town, uh, and you still can't get everything there. You know, um, so. A lot for a lot of rural women, they live hours and hours from town, and sometimes those towns only stop the basics, you know. Yeah. Um, they might have a Woolies or, you know, a small grocer or whatever, um, usually only the basics. So I really wanted somewhere that they could go in one shop and find all of the things that they might need for, um, you know, a, an event coming up or. Um, just something nice and new and different to a town. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, when you are out on property or when you do live rural, you, um, you know, you do just kick around in clothes or um, old clothes. Um, so that's, that's the other thing, you know. Um, I suppose an example um, that it's all right to to get out of that and look nice and make yourself feel good. Yeah. And one of the one of the big things that, you know, I, I know that you mentioned to me when we've talked uh, previously is the even the wear and tear of the items, like the fabrications you use or how they're washed, like that's something you've considered. Yeah, definitely. Like I um we have we haven't been anywhere yet. We've been um able to have rainwater or, you know, um good town water running through our washing machine so it's always been bore water which most people know is very harsh it's very hard it's full of you know minerals and um yeah so that can take a lot of wear and tear on your on your clothing but um yeah I haven't had I do use the higher quality heavier heavier linen um it's a bit more durable for those kind of conditions and also just even the styling, um, you know, when you've done your your imagery that you use, it's very much 
about, you know, in context. So it's about showing how the garments can be worn in, in you know, in who they're, who they're for. So you're showing the garments off, you know, wearing it with your, your jeans or wearing your, you know, outfits in, in how your everyday life is. Yeah, definitely. I definitely wanted some that was, um, you know, tops and bottoms that were interchangeable, things that you could wear throughout the whole year, like not just be able to wear something for winter or wear something for summer. You know, I wanted to be able to layer stuff up and it still worked together well. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, if that's, I'd be interested to hear from you if that's part of your philosophy too or that's part of your planning that, yeah, the way that you release garments too isn't seasonal. It's not, you know, two set collections or anything like that. You're just, you're seeing what works with customers and, you know, running with the timelines that you can get your manufacturers to to work from as well. Obviously, it might be a little bit different right now. But is that something that you've sort of thought about? You're going to, you know, drop things in or release new items in a way that suits you or is it, how, how have you managed that? Yeah, no, I've just been doing it as it suits me really. It's, um, I don't know, being quite small still, I find it hard to um, decide and decide on, you know, a whole collection um, months in advance, you know. I just, there's so many, so many times I've changed mind on on a design that I've submitted and, and um, by the time it comes to sampling it, I change it again and, um, you know, until I do just get it right. Um, so, yeah, no, I can't I can't think that far in advance. And uh, I don't know, yeah, I, I kind of get into a season or so and go, oh, that's right, I, you know, it's summer now. It's not, it's not spring. I do need something cooler. You know, it, I can't. I find it really hard to sit in winter and design a summer collection or summer yeah. clothing. I really kind of use the season or being in the season as inspiration. Yeah, and I guess that's as well where the model that you've got in terms of the pieces are very transseasonal as well, but also that, um, you know, you, you're not you're not at the beck and call of you know a wholesale collection where you have to have things six months ready or you are selling mainly online and you're selling you know when things get released as they come in so there's not sort of set plans that you have to follow no no definitely yeah and but you do have you know I think um have you planned that sort of regular drop of new things that every month or every few weeks is there some sort of system that you have in that that you have particular time frames when things do come in I don't know I it's I probably should but I don't um <laughs> I don't have time frames or anything I am completely um uh, yeah no I don't don't run off any kind of time at all I just run with what um needs to come out next really and sometimes I'll have a bunch of designs all at once that I've thought of and really love and sometimes I am just stuck and I just don't bring in out any for a while yeah. um for me it is still just really a creative outlet it's not about some it's not about it's not about the selling or the money at all. For me, it is about providing for the women that I really connect with and, um, yeah, having a, 
having a creative outlet really. Yeah, good. And and I know that you've obviously grown quite a bit. You mentioned to me that you started the business name, you, you registered in 2016, but it's really been the last year where you've, um, you know, set things, it's taken things a bit more probably seriously or, or sort of done it a little more consistently. And is that, has that had an impact in your growth in the mm-hmm. last year? Oh, definitely. You don't, um, you know, you only get out what put in really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've always had little ones at home or another job kind of thing. So this is the first year that we have settled in a house and um, both of the boys are at school time this year. Yeah. Um, my little, my youngest was in kindy last year, days a week. So, um, yeah, I was kind of working around that. Um, that yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely the first year that I've I've actually looked at it as a bit more of a business and gone full time with it. Yeah. And in terms of the um you know, the last obviously six months or so or however long it's been around, um, how has coronavirus impacted you or do you feel it has had any impact on your business? Good or bad? Um I think good. I'm going to have to say good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been, I haven't had any issues at all. Um, postage and shipping still, it has not been an issue. I think over the last few weeks, things have gotten a bit slower. Yep. Um, but in terms of online sales, um, something, it just, it's what you put into it. Um, there's Yeah, there hasn't been any any decline in sales it has definitely increased as I've grown so it's been good yeah and with your um with your sales so where do customers find you so where do you find that you get most of your you know your buyers come from um Instagram 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 um I'm not not much of a Facebook person at all I yep. just I love the creativity and the visual of Instagram, so that's where I spend a lot of my time. Yeah, and you do, I, you know, your your storytelling on Instagram is is great. I love it. I love seeing your stories on there. I love seeing your feeds and your photo shoots and everything. And that's, you know, that's something that to mention as well. That you know, even though you're, you know, have been quite isolated at different stages, that hasn't impacted the way that you you obtain or you get your imagery. So can you tell us a little bit about how you first started with your imagery or who takes your photos? Yeah, so I before I started um, Spinifex & Co, I had a photography business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've always had a camera. I've always used Lightroom. So I know how to edit and, um, you know, I, yeah, I've taken photos forever. So that was the easy part done and dusted. Um, but yeah, before we moved to civilization, I used to um, oh the kids the kids took a lot of my photos. Grown to um, really 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 dislike our afternoons of photo shoots together. <laughs> we all we all start arguing and it's never fun. So um, <laughs> so the kids don't take my photos anymore. No. Uh, I've got a tripod and um, a little remote control and that's how I do it. If I just need to pop 
out and quickly do photos of something really easy like yeah. you know like belts or whatever um yeah I'll just pop out and yeah. pop out office door and go and sit in the paddock and take photos quickly and um but yeah I have started taking time to organize a few more photo shoots and actually yeah. get a few other people on board yeah, and in the clothes and, and in yeah. the photo shoots which and I you, prefer do you think though that has had an impact on your when you first started that the clothes were on on bodies you know on shots as opposed to um you know product shots by themselves that helped a lot like I know myself I um I buy things that definitely are on people so that you can see you know see how they actually really look yeah and I saw one of your photos um I don't know how long ago it was now but you had you even resorted to um putting your scrunchie on your horse was it or your pony at (laughs) one (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah um I don't know I just I, I don't I have very crazy hair and I'd been trying for a long time to get photos of these scrunchies and that was you know, with two boys with short hair. That was my last um that was my last resort was to use a horse. <laughs> it's very it's entertaining. It's part of your whole story. I like it. It was good. It was good. And and what about um what about with your what would you suggest to others like in terms of if others are starting out you know they've got a new they want to start a new um, fashion brand or they want to start a new product based business what would you suggest um, is a good thing to invest in when they first get started Oh I think the biggest thing which I didn't do uh, which has really helped me in the last even six months is really honing on on your business um, ideas and your customer and what you're trying to put out there, that's, I think that's that should be the first thing that people do because a business without direction is just, you know, can just get lost so many times and it's so frustrating and um yeah, trying to trying to run a business and you don't have that focus on who you're trying to provide for yeah. and what you're trying to put out there. So that, yeah, so really narrowing, targeting, figuring out who your target customer is and really knowing where what direction you want to take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. What about in terms of I even saw on your Instagram the other day actually, or maybe it was even today, just to talking about investing in some systems or some things that save you time as well. What was that you were... You were telling the story about, I think maybe it's your apps and your um, the way that you send out your mm, delivery. Yes, yeah, so that was with shipping. Shipping has been, oh, my gosh. Oh, shipping has been horrendous. Like it's just I found it so tricky to find, um, you know, find something that integrates with my post business and Shopify all in once to um you know, import and export all your customer information. Mm. You know, I did, you know, when I was smaller, I was writing it on satchels. Um, but then, you know, I really wanted to have the compostable satchels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to find a different way and it was just taking too long. So uh, then I went on to copying and pasting customer you know, info into your mice business and, yep. you know, it would be half a day just in that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I am. I have finally found after um, after oh, asking a few people, um, 
I found I found a few plugins. Um, yeah, it it has it is tricky. It's a tricky business because not many people want to give away their tips. I want to, I want to be able to share that with some people too to help startups and help people you know get those ideas. And as you say, like it it's something that's an investment, but it's the time that it has saved you or will save you is well worth it. And that's something that you mentioned as well. Is that yeah? It's opened up so much more time through. You know, I can do photos again um, and stuff like that. I don't have to be up in the office until 10 o'clock at night after the kids go to bed, um, yep. all of that kind of stuff, you know. Yep. It's really, really helped think, out a lot. I think that's a big part of, uh, yeah, as you scale too, so in your business, in putting in some systems and automations in place to make sure that, um, yeah, you aren't spending every waking hour, um, you know, and, yeah, up till midnight, on your business so working in your business so you really put in some systems in place that help your business run and manage itself a little bit more systemized and automatically as opposed to everything being manual and cost you know might be cost effective but it's not time effective it takes the joy of doing what you're doing really it's what I found I was yep. you know struggling to get parcels um you know I like to try to get orders out every every day you know yeah. They're usually shipped within one to two days generally. Um, so, yeah, I was finding it really key to, oh, yeah, I was, it was hard to get the love for it when that was taking all of the yeah. time. With your range, so, yeah, well, as you said, it gives you more time to work on something that you love to do as well. So you've been able to go back to a little bit more of the photography and marketing because that's where your passion, passion lies too and your creativity of new designs. Yeah, definitely, definitely, rather than just um, packing orders, which I do love doing. Um, you put something special in your orders. What do you put in when you send out your...? Uh, they all get sprayed with a little um, Spinifex Co scent that um, I created with a small business. Uh, so, yeah, we've got our own perfume. Uh, so they get a little spray that and then um, they all get put into... Custom spin effects um, canvas bags, uh, yeah, and then so they're reusable, and then they get shipped off. And was that something that you considered or thought through beforehand, or have you evolved that as you've gone? No, that's all evolved. I actually, I actually had the was given the sample bags from um, a friend who um, works in the mines, and so they were mining sample sacks. And um, so he had boxes and boxes and boxes. He just didn't need any more. Um, oh. It was just a cost-effective way to uh, <laughs> have reusable, you know. Sustainable, it's good. I like it. Little things to put the clothes in. What's your best-selling item? So what's what's been your biggest winner um, that you've released? Um, probably the Sunday Pants. I've completely sold out of them now. Uh, there are more coming, different colours and lengths. Um, yeah, definitely pants. And the Amalfi blouse, which is the fabric-covered button blouse all the way down. People have really loved that detail. Um, so, yeah, that's How many buttons does that have on seller as well. 25. <laughs> 25 tiny little buttons. Very good. Very. I love it. It's special. And once they're done up, don't have to 
<laughs> undo them again. You can sit over your head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very well considered as well, obviously. You've thought ahead for that yes. one. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it for breastfeeding, probably. Um, no, <laughs> different stage of your life. Now, any, um, any other yeah, suggestions <laughs> for someone starting out um someone wanting to you know who's been thinking about it they're not sure any 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 suggestions for those people who um you know are where you were four years ago uh i don't know i think the biggest thing is to just not, not overthink it which is uh, i suppose i was I was in a good space when i started this because i was a bit younger and i tended to overthink anything um so yeah it was i think just don't overthink it get in and have a go it doesn't have to be um you know it might not be what you end up doing forever but it might lead you on to something else or um yeah i don't know i think you just need to start somewhere with whatever you whatever resources you have yeah no, that's good. And and it looks different for everyone. It doesn't have to be the same or have to um, follow a particular path, does it? No, definitely. That's that's um, that's probably another big thing is staying true to yourself and who who you are, you know. If if um, I don't know, I think we really need to start setting a better example on social media of um, reality, not not picture-perfect images and, um, you know, things on um, people that, you know, are super tall and skinny and, you know what I mean, I think we really need to start, start showing the reality of all and um, I think just stay true to, to yourself yeah. throughout the whole thing. And I think people respond to that too when they see that... Um see the real people, real person behind the brand and the real story. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today, Kate. I really appreciate and hopefully all the listeners appreciate, you know, what you've been able to accomplish so far and where can they find you or follow you, um, your socials or your website? Uh, so I am at www.spinifexandco.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Spinifex and Co. The label, and I am on Facebook as Spinifex and Co. So um, that's about me for social media platforms. <laughs> that's all you need for now. That's fabulous. So thank you so much for today. And yeah, I can't wait to, as I said, follow your journey along um, for the future as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.